hello, 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 and welcome to The Cup, the currently unnamed podcast, where we, you can always come here first to quench your reality thirst, and where we put the real and the tea in reality. I am your girl, Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea, because you know I loves me some tea per. And if you have some tea, you know what to do, hit me up. Um, Actually, today, I am just, I'm actually drinking tea. I'm actually drinking tea. I'm drinking sweet tea in my cup. Um, but since it's sweet tea and it's cold tea, I didn't put it in my my cup. But I and I I left my cup in the other room, <laughs> so I can't even show it to you right now. But at some point, I'm gonna go get that cup. I'm gonna let Brooke and Topher talk, and I'm gonna run and get that cup, and then we'll talk about it. But you all know what to do if you you know you want to get the uh, our cup merch, the link is in below, lanagscreations.etsy.com. You get all your cup merch and other things. So there you go. Look at Lana go. I love the I love the intro. It's always my fave. Uh, and also love the shift from per, period to per, 10 out of 10, period. Um, so regardless, uh, hi, it is Brooke, your queer college graduate who plays way too much fucking Smash Bros. Uh here lately, though, I've been playing this lovely game called Packing My Stuff because I'm moving, finally! So if you guys are uh, wondering where I'm at, I'm just in a hotel because I had to drive up here to sign my lease today. So, yay. Um, and I am very excited because, it, it, you know, time after time I have been told that I am, I, I've been too high on this talent, but I just wanted to show you that you need to think, you should have been thinking positive, Ali. Her. There you go. My By man got an icy title match. <laughs> By the way, here it is. The cup cup. You know, get your cup merch. Period. Okay. And your cup hat. Don't forget about the cup hat. The cup hat. The cup shirt to come. The cup sweatpants. All of that to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have a special guest. Hi, I'm Topher. <laughs> I put the tea in Topher. <laughs> Um, and I am so excited to be here I've been a huge wrestling fan for my whole life I always tell people yes I did watch wrestling when I was younger and I never stopped Um, so I am thoroughly especially this hot of a year it is 2023 and wrestling I don't think has been this hot since 2005 John Cena era so we are we are in a up up do if you will and up do if you will shout out to our drag race fans yeah you can check all our drag race content on our page um yes so we are talking about night of champions in saudi arabia not too excited been i have not been excited about a saudi arabia show before in a long time i will say um, this one, I might be a little bit more excited about than I've ever been about any Saudi Arabia show for a few reasons, but, you know, I, 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 I have high hopes for this show. I'll put that, I'll say that. You know, infamously, the Saudi Arabia shows have been a bit cursed. Uh, we've seen such Mac classics as The Undertaker versus Goldberg. Uh, Brothers of Destruction versus DX, but you know, sometimes we have gotten a few bangers here and there. 
this card is the most like current card I think they've ever had at uh, a Saudi Arabia show with only one legend really on the card at all. So I'm really excited. I'm not really excited. I, the bell curve of Saudi Arabia shows. I'm excited for this show compared to other Saudi Arabia shows. I, I think when we first heard about Saudi Arabia shows and they announced the greatest Royal Rumble ever, uh, those of us that were fans back in 2019, we all got our hopes up. We were like, okay, this is interesting. This is big. They're presenting this as an amazing super show. And then when we watched it afterwards, we realized, oh, it's relatively inconsequential. This may just be a glorified house show. <laughs> and because of that, I think Saudi Arabia shows, not negating the fact that they're actually in Saudi Arabia, which is its own set of problems, I think have basically taken a back seat uh, when it comes to watchable events. Uh, but this one I'm really looking forward to, and it's going to have serious consequences. Interesting. See, um, you know what I'm excited about, right? That we get to finally go back to the beautiful tourist city of Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I mean, how many times are we going to hear that on the broadcast? <laughs> Fun fact, if you're not familiar and you've not watched any of the Saudi shows, which one, I salute you. I wish I had that much discipline. Um, just anytime you hear Michael Cole on commentary say the beautiful tourist city of Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, which will be quoted verbatim on this broadcast, I guarantee it at least five times. Take a shot. Have a good time. <laughs> it's going to be said. You'll probably be drunk before the end of the day. And since it's day for most of us, night for some of you, you'll be drunk by the end of the night or day. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. So, okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and that's the other beautiful part, if it is a bad show, it is a day show, so you have the rest of the night to, to do something else. <laughs> a night was not wasted to Night of Champions. <laughs> and you know, this isn't even the only major wrestling show going on this weekend, because Sunday, not only do we have NXT Battleground, but we have AEW Double or Nothing is the same night. Uh, first time since the late 80s, Two major wrestling promotions have ran a pay-per-view on the same day. It is kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. Um, AEW's, AEW's Double or Nothing is going up against NXT's Battleground? Yeah. You know, the, the, WWE's ran this experiment before. I don't think it's, it's going to end well for them. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Know. Okay. Regardless, um, we do know... Probably one more is going to happen, just based off of what has been happening on SmackDown with Austin Theory and Sheamus these past couple weeks. Probably going to get a U.S. title match there. Um, but I am excited. Yes, it, it is the rumor at the moment. Okay, so I'll preface this by saying. If there are rumors and they have not announced the show or the matches up until this point, they're probably not on the slide that I'm going to present because I only did. And I think I got everybody on the show, but I'm not sure. So if we're missing somebody on the slide, that's even if they've been announced, I might have missed it. Like you said a legend. Is it a female legend? Yeah, Trish Stratus. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. She's in the Hall of Fame. She counts. 
<laughs> she does count. She does definitely mm-hmm. count. All of sure. I, I wanted to make sure because I thought I saw that, but then I was like, I didn't see it anywhere else. And I was like, is that a rumor or is that for real? Mm-hmm. Okay. If it is real, then uh... you know, and and one thing I do want to say before we get like deep into this, I am so happy that we are getting three women's matches at this pay-per-view that have been confirmed. Mm -hmm. Probably would have gotten four if Liv Morgan hadn't got injured in that match against Damage Control, which, Liv, I'm rooting for you. I love you, Queen. You know, I love you so much. Um, Is that that the other match? It's to see how far we've come in, like, three years. Is that the other match we'll get? Is a women's tag match after the SmackDown? Um, Allegedly, that's going to be happening on Raw next Monday. Uh, it's going oh, to be a fatal, okay. the fatal four way is going to be on Raw. It's going to be uh, Raquel and Shotzi versus um, Shayna and Ronda, Sonya and Chelsea, and I forget the fourth team. I think it might be Bailey and EO. Yep, I'd be the fourth team. No tag titles have ever mattered less. Less. <laughs> so if sad. only they were booked properly. We talk. Mm, look, I wonder who said that. I Everybody said properly. I mean, I if know. you if you if you watch some the the, the pay per view coverage here on the cup, we have complained mm-hmm. at length about the women's division multiple mm-hmm. times. No shade on the performers. Okay, to be clear, no. the only performer no. I shade on a regular basis in the women's division is Ronda Rousey, and. Occasionally, Lacey Evans for being a terrible human being. But, you know, they could book the tag division, like an actual tag division, and it'd be great, but they don't, so we move. And they won't, because then they'll have to admit that, that Sasha Banks and um, uh, Naomi was right, and they don't want to admit that. But, okay. Well, All they right. were. They were right. But they were. 1,000 percent but they were. So, you know, Teeth. you can be mad and you don't want to admit that they're right, but we all know that they were right. So, whatever. But, okay. And I, I am stalling a little bit because I was fixing something in the slide. So, continue <laughs> to talk about more things. <laughs> yeah, this is, I think the fact that the female representation in the history of Saudi Arabia. So last time was um, the big event. The last big event was last year at Elimination Chamber, um, and they had three women's matches there because they had the Ronda Rousey tag match, and then the female Elimination Chamber match, and then Becky Lynch versus Lita uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. So that was a so I, I was very impressed that they had so many women on the card. And I think that, you know, when they first started in Saudi Arabia, there was no women on the card at all. Women weren't even allowed on the trip. And then they got um, Raquel, uh, not Raquel, um, uh, Renee, uh, Renee Young. She came in, they had her in the full garb, um, and but she was on commentary. And then they... Uh, moved yeah and then they move forward with continuing to have women's matches 
And I think that the culture is shifting in Saudi Arabia. Yes. And I think that WWE does have an impact on that. And it's crazy that a company like WWE and something as silly as wrestling to the masses can have that sort of impact on culture. Um, and another important thing there too, is that, I mean, a lot of people forget the reason that evolution even happened in the first place was because they didn't let the women have matches in Saudi Arabia. Now, right. Does that mean we can't have evolution anymore? No, we want another one. Thank you, WWE. We would but, love that. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. I, I just get angry when I talk about evolution as a concept because that pay per view was so good, and they have not done anything with it ever since. But I mean, I get it to a degree because you don't want to make it like, oh, we're just now doing this with all the women, her. But like at the same time. Why We're not? still getting like four to five women's matches on pay-per-view max, rarely more than three. Minutes. Yeah, seven-minute freaking Rhea Ripley Zelina Vega match at Backlash, which was actually fine, but like it should have been which longer. Should have been ten minutes, twelve minutes, something. Mm -hmm. Like, and then you have people Zelina like her dues though. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you have people like Sami Zayn, the Usos, Kevin Owens, and um, Matt Riddle getting a. 25 minute tag team match, which was good. And sure, at WrestleMania, it made sense, but you could have cut off 10 minutes of that match and shaved it into some other stuff. But, you know, we, we move. move. We move. <laughs> we move. And let's move. Let's move on to this. Let's talk about these matches here because it's. Um, it's gonna be good, and I don't. I don't have the order of which match comes what, so the slides are probably not in the order of the way they are going to appear on the show. But we'll talk about it. I'm going to go full screen so I can see everything clearer. All right. So the first match I have. Oh wait, no, this is already wrong. Stop. <laughs> because this is the old slideshow, the one I did not fix. See, this is this is why I try to fix iconic. It. But. It happened the last time. Remember, Brooke, it happened mm -hmm. the last time. I tried yeah. to fix the slide, and they were like, yeah, sure, fix the slide. And then when I fixed it, they didn't want to do it right. But I'm going to move this match down here. That was still going to be the first match we talked about. All right. All right. Now, this is the one I want. So I will take that one off here and do the other one. Mm -hmm. so, it's coming. I got it, folks. Don't you worry. We are going to have a presentation <laughs> and it's going to be good. Are we professional? We're trying. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. This is we, we're we do what we can. We we're working on it. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we, we got a lot going on. You know, we're busy but, people. We can only remember so much. I Jeez. said, and I got this together this afternoon. Now, I thought I was on the ball, y'all. I got this together early this afternoon because I was like, I am not going to have time once I get home to do it. So I got it together, put all the slides together. Then I realized 
I am missing slides. But here we go. Done and done. Now, and y'all gonna say, did you change it? Because it still looks the same. But yeah, I did. But I moved it. But this is gonna be the first match we talk about. First match we're gonna talk about is Rhea Ripley versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Although they're both on Raw. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I feel like this is the prime example of WWE going, well, if we don't know what to do, use Natalia. (laughs) I I agree. Uh, Rhea Ripley is the hottest heel that WWE has right now, tied to the hottest male heel and Dominic that WWE has right now. And she is so compelling as a superstar and as a character. And all they have to do, they, they she literally could be the Roman Reigns that is in the men's division. And all they have to do is build up compelling baby faces and feed them to her. And what do they do? They have <laughs> just Natalia popping up out of nowhere in a match without any sort of real formal build. Zelina Vega did not really have a formal build. Like, give us a reason to think that, like, something other than Rhea squashing Natalia is going to happen. Now, I would like to take umbrage real quick with the statement that Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega had no build. Because they at least had three weeks on TV of, like, low-key fighting between their stables. I can deal with that. This is really no build. Uh, when the only build to this match is Natalia having to make a post on social media to get build, that's when you know that they don't care. Um, I do not see a world where Rhea Ripley loses this match. <laughs> Just getting that out before we lose bury the lead here. But yeah. No, please. There's no way. There's no way. Absolutely no way Rhea Ripley's losing this match. And even if, like, I don't know, they won't even make it realistic, like, sure. Like you said, there's no, no, no nothing in this world is going to make us like, oh, maybe Natalia could win. Like, even with Zelina Vega, even though we knew she wasn't going to win, it was like, well, maybe they're in Puerto Rico, they're in front of her home crowd, and all those people are there for her. And even during the match, I was like, I know it's not going to happen, but I want it to happen. It made me believe, like, possibly it could happen. There's no way I believe that this is happening. Like, I mean, I know Natalia's great. That's the thing. No shade to Natalia. I know Natalia's a great performer. I know she's a great wrestler. She's very technical. She very much knows what she's doing in that ring. But the way they served her up into this match, it was literally, I don't know, uh, uh, it was something that was on the Cosby show years back. And he, uh, they brought, Vanessa brought her boyfriend home, her fiance, and he said, what's your favorite meal? And he was like, steak and potatoes and asparagus and all this stuff. He said, now, if what if I took all your favorite meal and served it to you, but not on a plate, but on a garbage can lid and put all your food on this garbage can lid and said, here, eat this. That's what this WWE is doing to us with this match. It's like, they've taken all of our favorite stuff. Rhea's great. 
Rhea's amazing. She's the hottest thing going right now. Natalia, great performer. She's great. She could hold her own against Rhea if you put her in the match properly. But they just gave it to us on a garbage can lid and said, enjoy. It's it's just not good. And I'm just like, not impressed, not ready, really interested in anything. And this match, we know Rhea's going to win. The only reason I'm even like this much, no, this much interested in this match is because there is a rumor that Natalia will be retiring shortly um, after this match, allegedly even. So if that is the case, first off, I just want to say, Natalia, you have been a constant for years. And if you are heading out, thank you so much for everything you have done. This company never treated you right, and you deserve so much more than she has been in this company since 2008. She has had two world well, well, title reigns, two count them, two, and neither one of them were very long, which right. is depressing. Uh, Quinn deserved better. Um, but if this is the end for her, you, you got a Hall of Fame spot waiting for you in April. Um, but if it's not, great, stick around, you're an amazing hand. So if this is her leaving, I hope she decided she wanted to leave losing to Rhea instead of going out on top because I would prefer to go out on top and she deserves to go out on top. But that's that – we'll so if I, if I were booking Natalia's last couple of months then, what I would do is I would have Rhea squash Natalia here, have Natalia start to doubt herself, and then have a rocky story and have Natalia start training, building up, wanting to come back. They're shooting vignettes and have Natalia face Rhea at SummerSlam in a epic, like, just in an epic last match. Even where, if she loses, she takes her to the limit. Like Rhea literally right. has to be like, I bow down to how good you are. Right. Well, because... Exactly. Um, this is something I've been planning on bringing up in the Discord for the pod. I've been wanting to do like a everybody makes a list of their top 10 favorite matches of all time and we just talk about it as like a fun little one-off episode. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite matches of all time, I'm not entirely sure if it's in my top 10, is her submission match she had with Becky Lynch. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was that SummerSlam like three years ago. That match was incredible and it really showed you what Natalia could do when the booking machine was behind her and gave her enough time to show off. Um, mm-hmm. But she's not winning. <laughs> so. No, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Unfortunately, she is not. But we love you. All right, also, her husband see. is hella attractive. <laughs> Tyson Kidd? Like, come on. Tyson? We know who her husband is. We know. Mm. Tyson's Tyson. All right, let's move on. My favorite match of the night that I am the most excited about, and I'm like <laughs> freaking it's about time. Now, I love me some Mustafa Ali. I am a fan of Mustafa Ali. I am a stan of Mustafa Ali. I love me some Mustafa. He's from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. He's gorgeous, gorgeous. I just, I am just a fan, and I am so happy that this man is finally getting the chance at a title and because we all know the story of where he was supposed to be in the spot where when Kofi Mania popped off, he was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber. He got injured, could not do it. Kofi took his place and 
Shut up. The rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> but now it took forever for Mustafa to even come back and get into a position where they would give him um, a title match. And he's been working. He's like the workhorse in the WWE right now. He is always behind the scenes doing things. He's taking uh, loss after loss after loss. But he's constantly backstage doing some of the best promos for in my opinion i think him and this new change where he's being positive ali is like come on it's so great and i just i feel like this is about time it's about time do i think he's gonna win probably not because i think they want to hold this record for gunther to have the ic title the longest but i just am so excited for mustafa to get in this position and be able to fight at a pay-per-view for a title. And hopefully this is not his last title shot in a long time. Like he takes his shot, he loses, and then they put him to the back of the line. I, I, I would just, I would hate that. This is Mustafa Ali's chance to prove himself and to show the guys in the back and the powers that be that he deserves to be part of this scene. I do not think it's time for Gunther to lose his Intercontinental Championship. I love that we are no longer in the era of hot potato championships because it will matter and it will mean something when he does lose it. But I think this is going to be a phenomenal match. Gunther has had match of the night, night after night after night. So I I think he is once again going to steal the show here and show why uh, he is the next the next big thing i mean as you all can tell from my little headline down there on underneath my name and as i have made abundantly clear ever since we started doing these predictions and reviews since the royal rumble i am the mustafa ali fan in this fan group even if we all like him even if we all love him even if me and lana are stands stands this is my man okay I have he has been my man since the freaking cruiserweight classic. He has been my man since 205 Live. He, he has is. been my man five ever. He was even my man during Retribution. Okay. I love him that much. Okay. <laughs> so um coming into this match, right? When I was watching that battle royal, I was just sitting there, I'm like, they're gonna give it to freaking Bronson Reed, and I'm gonna have to be bummed, and I'm gonna be sad because they're not gonna give it to Ricochet, and I'm gonna be irritated because I mean they'd already done Gunther Ricochet like three times. Fun fact: if people don't remember, Gunther beat Ricochet for the IC title to begin with, mm-hmm. so like they're not gonna do that again. And I'm just sitting there like, <sighs> Ali's about to lose to Bronson Reed, and then he won the Battle Royal, and I lost my mind. I was so happy. Um, this past Monday on Raw was very interesting to me. Um, also, just to be clear, I'm usually we upload early Saturday, the day of the pay-per-view. Not sure if we're doing this t- uh, tomorrow, the day It'll after. Awesome, tomorrow, okay. Uh, we are recording this as of today on, uh, May the 25th, which is the Thursday before the pay-per-view, so we have not seen SmackDown, but we have seen Raw. Um, on Raw, he was cutting this promo, and then he got interrupted by Brock Lesnar, who told him, and I quote, get a life, kid. And then that was the end of the segment. And then Ali cut the rest of his promo on his social media, right? And I watched this promo, and 
there was no positive Ali gimmick. There was none of it. It was just him talking, and it was so compelling. Um, the end of that promo made me worried. I'm not going to lie, because the end of that promo, if you have not seen it, uh, he said, if I don't win this match, then I'm going to have to go away for a while. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, so that's why he's a free agent, because it, he won't be on Raw for a little bit. But there is this, like, tiny, like, 3% part of my brain that is saying, hey, they're in Saudi Arabia. I know he's from Chicago, but he's at least of Middle Eastern descent, and he's uh, a Muslim. So maybe, just maybe, they'll give him the win. And, like, I don't think they should, even if I want him to be IC champion. I think... Ali coming back in like a year and taking the belt off Gunther at WrestleMania 40 would be incredible because Gunther should have that belt until WrestleMania next year. Fight me. But (laughs) Gunther is this close. He is literally just under 100 days, third longest reign in the history of the belt. Uh, And the two people he has left to beat are the Honky Tonk Man, who's been the longest reigning IC champ since 1987, mind you. Um, and arguably one of, not even arguably, one of the greatest of all time, Randy Savage, right? Um, Those are the only two. So if Gunther does not break this record, no one's breaking it ever. It's just not going to happen. Um, they have, and, and like Topher said, he has been putting on match of the night mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Uh, the triple threat with Sheamus and McIntyre was my favorite match of the entire weekend from WrestleMania. Uh, the match with Sheamus at Clash of the Castle last year was insanity. Brutal. But, you know, we, we can talk about Gunther all we want. I think he's going to win. I would love for Ali to win. I would lose my mind again. I don't think it's happening. Okay. So, I, I agree. I, I didn't think Gunther's winning. But, but, if by that slim margin, that 3% slim margin that you were talking about, Brooke, that they let Ali win this match, I would lose my mind. I would freak the freak out. It, it still would, it will be well-deserved. It will be about time. And it will not, I don't think it takes away from anything from Gunther, but I do believe Gunther needs to have this belt to break that record that they've been talking about. Because, like, why even bring it up if we not go let him break it? Why do we keep talking about it if we not go let him break it? So, you know, Gunther is the longest reigning champ- intercontinental champion since the 80s, you know? It's not even like he's just had a long reign. Like, Shelton Benjamin had a long reign with the SC title, right? Love Shelton, by the way. King. Love you. Love but, um, you know, people have long reigns with this belt every now and then. Like, Austin Theory's got six months with the U.S. title. But it's not only that. It's the length mixed with the quality of the matches we're getting. Because, mm-hmm. like... The reason people are bored with Roman Reigns is because he barely defends the belt, and when he does defend the belt, it's the same thing every time. That's what we're bored of, right? All of Gunther's matches feel different, and that's why we feel things when we watch him. He's compelling. Um, And there's also a rumor going around that there might be someone new joining Imperium. Not sure how true that is. Um, If it is true... Hi, Alexander Wolf. Come back to the company, please. Uh, If it's not Alexander (laughs) Wolf, it can be anybody you want but do not make it Ilya Dragunov. Anybody else, 
just not Elia Dragunov. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think, you know what? This is the match that's going to make us remember why we love wrestling. Because even though we all know logically, we all know it makes sense that, like, Guthard's going to win, right? Like, we know it. We have that slither of hope that Ali can do it. The setting is right for Ali to do it if he is going to. And there's going to be that moment in this match when we believe that Ali is about to do it. And that ref is coming down. One, two, and they will have gotten us. And in that moment, that millisecond of hope that I have that gets defeated and dashed is the reason why I watch wrestling. Exactly. If you are not a fan of that, if you are not a fan of going against hope, knowing that this person that you want to win is probably not going to win, but you're like, there's that hope. And they pull you in. You're like, nah, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. And then you keep watching. It's like, oh, I believe. I believe. And then it doesn't happen. You're like, ah. But that's why we love wrestling. We love the highs. We love the lows. We love the backs and the fours. and, And let's be real. Ali is a very talented performer. Gunther, very talented performer. They're going to give us a show. They're going to put on their best. And I think it's going to be one. I, I, I am going to predict that this probably will be the match of the night. That's going to just like make people be like, yeah, yep. this is why we love wrestling. Uh, and, and to counterpoint that, just one, one thing. There have been a lot of people on Twitter saying the only way they believe this match is if it's a squash and Gunther just murders Ali. No, we do not want that. Okay, watch this man's in-ring work from 205 Live. Watch his stuff with Daniel Bryan that he did on SmackDown when he first came onto the main roster. This man is nuts. Please, dear God, let this match go for like 20 minutes. Just give them 20 minutes. And yeah, we will I have a great smash match. match. I don't want to smash a Gunther smash match. I need Ali to be able to show why he even is up for this match. So I don't want a smash match. But mm-hmm. I'm excited about this match. I'm super excited about this match. It's one of the ones that made me like, oh, okay. Like we're in our Discord chat, and Brooke was like, we got an Ali match. And I was like, I saw. Like it was so great. It was so great. We're excited about that. All right, let's move on to the next match. And it will be Bianca Velia, the EST versus the Emperors of Tomorrow, Asuka. I love this match because finally the buildup to this match has been amazing. And I am so glad that they are building a women's match properly because we saw the turn in Asuka. And we saw how she just is coming after Bianca and getting into mind games and doing all this thing. Bianca's like, okay, how do I do? I love a good build up to a match. And they have built this one up that I with the way I like it because they didn't they don't always do that as we see Rhea Natalia and even um backlash with Rhea and 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 Selena. No build up. Uh Bianca and Wait, oh, and and EO, no build-up. It was just like, here you go, here's some matches. This has been built, so I love that. I'm excited Mm -hmm. because I think we are finally at the right place in time where Bianca can lose the belt. Um, Now, I don't know if that's the popular opinion. (laughs) 
I don't really care, to be honest. Uh, Bianca is now the longest reigning Roman's champion. Uh, Asuka, in my opinion, should have won at Mania to begin with, but we move. Um, I love Bianca. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm just sick of Bianca being John Cena. I love her to death. I love her to death. But they are making her female John Cena. And I, I, she needs to take an L every now and then. Same thing as John. Now, is Roman Reigns worse? Yes, but we'll get to that. Um, I think heel Asuka taking the belt off of face Belair makes more sense than tweener Asuka taking the belt off of face Belair. Uh, I think Asuka can have some really good feuds with a lot of really good women on the SmackDown women's roster. Um, I would love to see Asuka versus Tamina. I know it'll never happen, but I want it. <laughs> so, I think it's about time. We're at a You mentioned Belair being the female John Cena. Not that there's anything wrong with being the female John Cena. Correct. Because John Cena, you know, the dichotomy of it. And I, I think, though, that Belair is ready for a heel turn. This is the part that I disagree with this being the time for Asuka to take the belt. Because it would be the right moment for Asuka to take the belt, contributing to Bianca turning heel. And she's going to be a phenomenal heel. However... Saudi Arabia is not the right crowd to do that in front of. I don't think you get the right response. They need to, she needs to do it in, in London. She's got to do it in London because that is a wrestler's wrestling fan. And I think London is that crowd that is starting to the, that that's the Cena sucks crowd. That's the same crowd that in Puerto Rico was starting to boo Bianca. If she's going to do the heel turn, she needs to do it in London. And so for that, I think she has to hold on to the belt just one more pay-per-view longer, PLE longer. I could see that. I mean, I can I can agree with that. I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't know if the um, the people behind this, the scenes at WWE will do that. But I... I, I, I this is my conundrum with this because if we're not going to take the belt off of Bianca here, that means we're going to have yet another match with Oscar and Bianca at money in the bank. And I'm like, I guess third time's a charm would be for Oscar to win in London instead of here. I'm tired of Oscar getting championship matches and then losing because mm. Oscar deserves way better than that. And I love Bianca Belair. Like, I am a stand stand of Bianca Belair. And I was very happy when she won in Mania, even though I thought she, because I thought she wasn't. I thought they were taking it from her in, in Mania. But if we go here and they're like, we, we will take it off of her in London, I would have rather them not even have this match. I would have rather right. them not even have this match to have Oscar come in and lose. Now, if she does come in here and lose, and that turns Asuka into an even bigger heel where she is just downright disrespectful. I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, I want the villain, villain, villain Oscar where she just is pissed. She is sick and tired of coming in matches and losing. And she is going after Bianca with 
everything. Like Bianca can't get no rest because Oscar is always there. We hadn't had a woman villain like that. Like you know the villains where they go to their house and start stuff. Like we ain't seen nobody go to nobody's house in the women's division besides Dom. But that was Dominic going to his Ray's house with and, mm-hmm. and Rhea just happened to be there with him. I want to see Oscar go to the point where she is so mad and she is so upset where she won't get off of Bianca's neck. Every week is something. Every turn she gets is something. And it's like, now it's personal. That's the only way I can imagine them, or I would want them to have Oscar lose again where it turns her into a personal heel against Bianca. Like, this this vendetta is now personal. But if we're not going to do that, then just let Oscar win because I'm sick and tired of Oscar coming into these championship matches and losing when she has deserved so much better than that. Great. Because um, then they run the risk of, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, then they run the risk of Asuka basically becoming this next generation's Natalia. And we do not want to see that where she's constantly being given championship opportunities and she's just jobbing all of the time. Jobber to the stars, even in the beautiful tourist city of Jeddah. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Duffer. Yes. Yes, Duffer. Read that freaking <laughs> propaganda machine. Um, my thing with Oscar, right? And this is just me and my opinion, and I could be totally out of line for saying this. She doesn't have a ton of time left in the ring. Okay. We ignore it because, you know, in our mind, Oscar just, you know, burst on the scene in like 20. 16 2017 depending on if you watch nxt and took the world by storm and all this other stuff she's in her mid 40s she's around the same age as like aj styles and we don't talk about it very often mainly because one uh age period Mm -mm. that but two and perhaps more importantly we don't really consider it because we kind of live in this North American wrestling bubble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all of her work before she came up into WWE was in Japan. So right. I hope that however much time she has left in the company, which for if it were me, I want her to wrestling as long as she feels like she is physically able. But again, I'm not Asuka, so that is not up to me. But um, depending on how much long time she has left, I hope she doesn't turn into that Natalia-like figure. Um, again, no shade to Natalia, but like what, where that slot is on the card for her, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because she has the capacity, she could wrestle a mop and I would be entertained, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, she's that captivating. Her charisma is off the charts. Um, and I really just want to see her hold gold. She hasn't had a belt since 2020. Yeah. Well, 2021, because she lost the belt to Rhea at Mania that year, but still, like, it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do. I want her to win. If they don't do it this time, and they they, I would rather them just go and do it this time and call it a day. And as much as I love Bianca, she's had it for the longest. She's the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, and she, I think it's time for B. I do think it's time for Bianca to have her heel turn, and so. I want her to go that route like Becky did when she lost her belt, like. Now I'm determined to get it back and it turns her into a whole completely different person. So I'm ready for that. I would rather them do it this time and let Oscar win it and call it a day because 
I don't want to see Matt, another match go by and Asuka is not the winner when she deserves to win. She has proven herself over and over and over and over again how great mm-hmm. she is. And they need to start a, um they just have to start acknowledging that and giving her what giving her her flowers, period. So that is that. Any other thoughts? Or we go move. All right, let's move to this next match. It is the AJ Styles versus Seth Freaking Rollins for the new World Heavyweight Championship. This is going to be the first time anybody is going to hold this brand new belt for and I'm like could this be more obvious because yeah, in my opinion in my, my little old humble opinion this is going to be a great match because both of these wrestlers are amazing and they're going to put on the best show but AJ Styles is already on Smackdown when uh, Seth Rollins is on Raw, and this title is going back to Raw. <laughs> so, sure, you could say, well, if AJ wins, he'll just be on Raw. Sure, you could say that. Probably not going to happen. I see Seth Rollins winning this. We said Seth Rollins is going to win this when they announced the tournament. And when they, like, literally on our podcast, we were like, Seth Rollins is going to win this belt. Mm-hmm. He was on yeah. everybody's short list. <laughs> everybody's short list. And then tops of everybody's short list. Like, everybody said, Seth Rollins is going to win. I believe that. I'm sticking to it. Seth Rollins is going to win this match. But it's going to be a phenomenal match to watch. You know, we forget, you know, Triple H is in charge of booking. And <laughs> ages ago, long, long time ago, in a galaxy not too far away, Um, there was this brand new shiny belt that had this big gold X in the middle. I don't know if anyone knows about this, like the NXT World Championship. And I feel like people forget that when Triple H was making the first champion for that belt, it was someone by the name of, um, what was his name? Seth Rollins. Rollins, So, yeah. yeah. Um, historically, Seth winning this belt would be really good for him. It's been a hot minute since he's held a world title. Um, again, it's been even longer for AJ Styles, just uh, for the point. Just put that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, AJ has held other titles since then. I mean, Seth had the U.S. title last year. But when you really look at it and compare the two, I honestly think it would be a better position for the company if AJ won. But I think Seth is going to win. Um Especially because AJ Styles just said this is his last contract with the company and he's going to be retiring in three years when this contract is up. Give this man one more run before he's gone. He has more than earned it. He's been with the company for, believe it or not, seven years. Give the man one more round of flowers before he goes. But I think this is Seth's match to lose. Um... And, you know, AJ Styles is about to go feud with Austin Theory on SmackDown. So, whatever. I think that there is... One, I do think it's weird for them to draft AJ to SmackDown (laughs) just to put him in the match for the Raw Championship. But I do think that the money is in the chase. And I think that Seth Rollins right now is picking up some Daniel Bryan momentum. 
And I think that right now, if we if they put the belt on Seth Rollins, that momentum is dead. The water is cut off. It's over because now all the now he's now we're just he has to lose. But to give him the opportunity to chase, I think AJ Styles is a great heel champion. And I think that Seth Rollins can coming like from behind to try to earn that belt and take it sorry championship and take it away from AJ Styles is a amazing SummerSlam main event and I absolutely think and what better irony than AJ Styles winning the world heavyweight championship on the other side of the globe that he doesn't believe in Oh, no. okay. First off, one, I love the belt joke, 10 out of 10. Two, I love the AJ Styles is a flat earther joke, even better. Um, but I don't believe, I don't think the earth is flat. I just think the theory is. There's just something to it. There's something to it. If you are not familiar with what we're talking about, which a lot of it seems like she is not based on her face. Oh, no, I'm familiar. I'm just not to. But go look up Daniel Bryan calls AJ Styles a flat earther. It will make your day. Um, but regardless, um, God, I did not think this was going to be coming up the conversation today. Tepper, you need to be on every episode. Um, look, I've already invited. Yep, have done that for sure. Um, you know, Wes is not here today. He is being a responsible boy and going to a, another thing and doing other stuff. But, uh, he has told me to tell people that this is his, uh, the match he is the most excited for on a card he is not very excited for. Um, and that he also thinks Seth Rollins is going to win, just for the record. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, for me, I think Seth will win, but I want AJ to win. I kind of agree. I do know, I think Seth will win, but I kind of want AJ to win for the reason of, I agree with you, Toph, that AJ, uh, Seth Rollins is for the chase. It will be so much, because Seth Rollins is such at the top right now. If I mean, he's he's the, the WWE Universe absolutely adores Seth Rollins. Absolutely adores him. Now, when if he wins, they're going to still adore him, but then he has to lose eventually. Either he's going to hold it on for so long where people are going to get sick of him or he's going to have to lose. And then when he loses, it kind of takes the momentum away. And then, I don't know. I think Seth Rollins is a freaking genius. Let's, let's, let's not forget the visionary that he is because I actually believe in his whole visionary stick because the man has re-imagined himself in so many different personas since he's been in the WWE and all of them has been good. Like there was not one time Seth Rollins changed his, his whole approach. And I was like, "Mm, not a fan of that. Not a fan of this Seth Rollins. I kind of like the old Seth Rollins, like when he was the shield and then he went by himself and he was very much the corporate man or the whole, you know, with triple H and all of that. And then he went from going with him against him and everybody was like yes we're back Seth is back he's everything then he went to the visionary and then it, it was just the his heel turns and face turns are like he's like stone cold and like the undertaker to me like he can never do anything wrong like his his he can change his persona any way it goes and it's never gonna be wrong 
always going to be a fan of Seth Rollins. I feel like he's the he's one of the few people. Even if he lost to AJ Styles, I think his him his journey to get to the the world championship again would be amazing. Like he'll give us that. I'm so defeated. I need to get back. I'm driven. I'm driven. I'm driven. But if he wins, I still think it'll be okay. I still think the people will go love him. But he had to get even more like outrageous and out there to, to keep it to keep that moment I don't know I want AJ to win because I think it'll be even funnier to see that they drafted him to Smackdown and then he wins the Raw championship and it's on Raw and uh, I don't know I just want AJ to win but I think Seth is gonna win um before we move on just mm-hmm. quick note because we are about halfway through these predictions mm-hmm. as previously mentioned NXT Battleground is this Sunday mm-hmm. uh looks like it will be a fantastic card. Uh, not going to do predictions for it because one, most of us don't watch weekly NXT, I would assume. And secondly, even if we did, it's six matches and that's a lot. But uh, tune in if you have time and you're not watching uh, Double or Nothing. It should be a great match card. There you go. I'll probably watch, so we'll probably mention it on the on the recap show. We'll mention it. Because I enjoyed the last NXT pay-per-view very much. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's move on. Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. You all can talk about it because. Yo, Lana, quick question. Do you have my little rank card sitting in front of you right now? I, I, I actually... I do. Hold on just one Yeah, go second. ahead and punch one of the holes in it for me if you don't care. Um, I... <sighs> you know, there are times in wrestling history when we must remember that we are not the only people who have opinions. You know, there are times where we have to go, you know what? As much as I love Liv Morgan, she should not be the women's champion every day of the year. There are times when I have to remind myself that maybe, just maybe, people want someone other than Chad Gable to win Money in the Bank this year. And there are times where I have to remind myself that Montez Ford is not everyone's Royal Rumble winner pick next year. I do have to remind myself of those things. However, I have not talked to a single person who is legitimately excited for Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar Part 2. I do not know anybody who wants this match to happen. I don't know anybody who wants this feud to happen. I don't know anybody who is even curious about where this goes. This should have been at most a one-off. Maybe you could argue that you could have had like a promo on Raw after the fact from Brock going in a different direction. Or maybe retiring, which he should do. Um, But like, are any of us really like even remotely interested about where this goes? Do you remember about like two months ago when we all thought Cody Rhodes was about to be a world champion? And now I guarantee you our interest is going down by the day. This is not keeping us captivated. Him beating Brock does not give him any more of a boost because guess what? One, he already did it. And two, if he does it again, one, that's just going to devalue Brock because he got beat multiple times. But two, Cody doesn't need it. We want Cody to succeed. That does not mean he needs to fight all of these monsters all the way back to the world title picture. Cody Rhodes 
could lose for six months, have one match, and pin Solo Sokoa, and suddenly we'd buy him being a world title contender again. He is that popular. This is unnecessary, this is unneeded, and I guarantee you the only reason it is even on the card is because we are in Saudi Arabia. Okay. It's it's time. Because I Yes. <laughs> and if you like one uh, Tofu, let me know. We we would easily love to give you a rant moment too. But here's mine. I have said this since WrestleMania. And I will say it again. I don't want Brock Lesnar anywhere on my screen. I am sick of this man. I am sick of him. And I am sick of the way the chokehold he has on whoever is running the backstage parts of WWE. He can he just comes when he wants, he goes when he wants, he does whatever he wants, and we're supposed to be like, oh, yay, Brock is back. What are we cheering for? Like, it it even aggravates my whole soul when I'm watching Raw or SmackDown or any pay-per-view, and his music hits, and it's met with cheers, and people are like, woo! I'm like, what are y'all screaming for? This man is... I'm sick of him. Like, I don't even want him anywhere near anything that I am watching. He has done enough. He has done everything that he needs to do. He's shown that he's the big guy who's brutal and can take it. He's won and he's lost. You can go now, sir. You can go. You have nothing left to prove. And this feud with Cody Rose just came so far left field out of nowhere. Like, what the heck are we doing? And you lost to him. He brought you here, y'all fought, and you lost. And now we got to do it again? For what? For why? So you can win? And then if you win the night, you win a night of champions, then what? Cody has to come back around and say, I want you and money in the bank. Why? What are we doing this for? What does this prove? What does this do for either one of them? You're not getting the championship match because you can't get one against Roman. That's already in the clause. You, you get no more. So you, instead of you going for the world championship, which you could have done, you're starting a feud with Cody to just go back and forth with what's the end results here? Like, what are we fighting for? There's no belts on the line. There's no future to get a belt on the line. It's just literally you're fighting for nothing. And it's boring. And I'm tired. I'm tired. Thank you. And I am done. Um, and, and to add on to the statement of this isn't for a title... Does anyone not remember when Night of Champions was a pay-per-view like six, seven years ago? And even before then when Night of Champions was a pay-per-view. And the theme was literally every time that every match was for a championship, right? And that every championship would be defended. Correct me if I'm wrong, but not only is this match here, but we also have another match we're going to talk about later that aren't for belts. There are belts that are not going to be defended. We haven't heard about the U.S. title. We assume that's going to be defended. But, I mean, even then, 
where's the universal and WWE titles? Oh, wait, Roman's in a match for the tag belts. So we'll be talking about that later. But I, uh, this should be King of the Ring. This should have still be King of the Ring. I, I think, well, I don't have a rant about this match specifically. So I will, I will save my rant for a little bit later. However, I think with, so when Brock Lesnar beat Cody Rhodes senseless the night after WrestleMania, I was intrigued. I was like, okay, let's see where they're going with this. I'm curious. And then they had the match at Backlash where I felt really like WWE was booking themselves into a corner because you can't have Cody lose and you can't have Brock lose because then what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And I thought they did a very, very clever finish. I loved that Cody Rhodes was able to out-wrestle Brock Lesnar, right? Because it's like, yes, Brock Lesnar is tougher, stronger, faster, but Cody Rhodes is smarter, right? And that's all that was necessary. What they should have done there was just had Brock leave, had Brock go off camera, had Brock disappear. And then once Cody Rhodes wins against Roman Reigns, eventually Brock Lesnar's music hits. And oh no, his first opponent is the man that like beat him for within an inch of his life. But no, now we have a fight. It's not even a wrestling match. This is a non-sanctioned match. It's just a fight. So I don't know what they're going to have happen. I'm calling it a no contest. I don't think we get a winner here. I think that the match ends without a a pinball victory or submission. Now, I will say, again, allegedly, Cody is supposed to be in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, The ladder match specifically, in case you're thinking he's just supposed to wrestle Money in the Bank. No, literally in the ladder match for the briefcase. If Cody... Loses or wins here. I don't care at this point. Just let it die. Move on. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to think about it. I just want it to die. I don't care who wins. I think Cody should win. I like that he won the first time and that should have been it. But, you know, let it die. Um, The only person who I honestly think comes out of this feud looking good is, is ironically Roman Reigns. Because... Not only did Cody beat the guy that Roman's beaten like five times, but Roman just beat Cody at Mania, who beat the guy that he's almost lost to a few times, and that he, the only person people have said he's like afraid of. Well, guess what? The guy he just beat just got beat by that guy. Like, this makes Roman look good. This doesn't make Cody or Brock look good. Ugh. Yeah. I, 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 um, I'm over Brock Lesnar. And I, I feel like they're trying to put it to a point where we get over Cody Rhodes and it's slowly slipping away where we're starting to not care if Cody ever gets to that point and beats Roman Reigns or not because he's too infueled in stupid, senseless battles. But we shall see. We shall see. Next match. For no title at all, of course, for Night of Champions. No title match at all, but I guess personal feelings. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. Um, I'm glad it's another women's match on the card. Sure. Great. Would this have been the women's match I want to put on the card? Maybe not so much, but sure. You know how you can tell we're dealing with heel Trish Stratus? She's wearing the cowboy hat. The cowboy hat. 
cowboy hat. That's how you can tell it's heel to Stratus. Um, but like, am I the only one that really doesn't care about this feud? I love them both. I love <laughs> them both down. But like, I, this is they're feuding over losing the women's tag belts, right? So not only are we supposed to care about these two, which I do care about them both, right? But we're supposed to care about their feud and their rivalry and all this mess. But this also requires us to care about the women's tag belts. And that is a chore. I got. I can't lie. It's kind of hard. Um, I've cared about them for about a month because Liv and Raquel had a really good reign. At least it was shaving up to be there, but defending the belts a lot. And then Liv got hurt. So now I don't care about them again. Because they're about to put them on Ronda and Shayna. And I'm really not going to care about them again. So, sure, uh, Trish wins through chicanery, so we get a rematch at SummerSlam. Great. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Lita comes out and interferes in the match, and it's more sh- like you said, more chicanery and some sh- shenanigans happening. And then this match ends up being no contest because we don't know who's Lita's going to help. She's going to help Trish, or she's going to help Becky. I don't know. Um, foolish is happening. This match goes on to SummerSlam. And it's going to be another few, maybe triple threat. I don't know. I don't care. I don't really care. This is a match I don't care about. I'll probably go make my snacks during this match. Honestly. I, I don't understand why this promo shot looks like they both just got caught robbing a bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they walked, out of, they walked out of the bank and instantly you see them surrounded by cop cars. And this is the look on their face of like, oh. <laughs> it's just doing them dirty but also like again wrong audience you know trish stratus is a legend trish stratus is somebody that these people that are in saudi arabia probably never would have thought they would have gotten to see are they gonna boo trish stratus i don't think so i don't think it's gonna get much of a response at all so it's the wrong crowd however i am excited to see what they do i i feel like i know that trish has been wanting to play a heel for a while and this is an opportunity for her to go up against becky lynch who's one of the greatest of all times uh, becky lynch and Tr- and lita had a banger match at last year's saudi show so i think this will i think it'll actually end up being pretty decent i just think that it's not going to have the heat that they're looking for God, Becky and Lita was last year. That feels like it was forever ago. Um, yeah, I just don't care about it yet. Being one hundred, they they need to make me care about it during the match, or else I just won't care. Yeah, same. All right, moving on. <sighs> Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> The tag team championship of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This match is the most confusing. And why matches of the whole entire night? Like, why? This makes no sense. Um, I feel like some people are going to need their rant banner, so I'm going to get prepared for that, but um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, Oh, I so just, much rant. Much I, rant, such wow. Yeah, I this feel is like I need to get time. ready for this, so hold on. 
let me make sure I'm prepared properly because I feel like Brooke, your last rant was it was a rant, but I feel like this rant is going to be so much more and deserves so much more. Like, yeah, I feel like it deserves more. So <laughs> I am going to give it the proper deserve rant that it should. Okay, so okay, Brooke, if you're ready for your rant, I am. Oh, I'm. I am always ready to rant, Lonnie. You know me. (sighs) You know. Let me rewind a little bit, okay? Before before we get into the meat and potatoes of this match, let's just take it back, okay? So, last month at Backlash, or I guess the beginning of this month at Backlash, right? We had. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle versus Solo Sokoa and the Usos, right? Mm-hmm. No project, no, no, no titles were on the line. Six man no, tag. Standard yep. affair, right? Yep. That point in time, I believe you remember me telling you very clearly, Lana, you and Wes, that I was sick of this feud. I did not care anymore. It should have ended at WrestleMania. Now, yep. knowing where we are at now, and knowing mm-hmm. that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens two months ago were the biggest baby faces in the entire company, arguably mm-hmm. in the entire sport of professional wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Arguably. And, and honestly, um, I wouldn't even it wouldn't even have to be a hard argue. I think a lot of people would just agree with it. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does anybody care about them now? Because at this point, I want them to drop the tag belts. I don't want them to keep feuding with Solo and Roman and the bloodline and all this mess. If this is all this tag reign is going to be, move on. Give the belts to freaking Alpha Academy. Give it to the Street Profits. Give it to fucking Maximum Male Models. I don't care. Literally anyone else. Okay? But here's the kicker. It cannot be Solo and Roman. If it is Solo and Roman, what are we here for? What are we doing? Why? What is the point? What is the purpose? Because Roman does not need three belts, much less four belts. And that's how many belts this man would fucking have. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Championships. So we are at the point now, okay, at at this beautiful point in time where WWE has three options. One, they can let this be where this feud dies. Please let this be where this feud dies, regardless of the winner, okay? Two, they can keep this feud going with Sammy and Kevin still having the tag belts until, like, I guess arbitrarily SummerSlam, but money in the bank, please. Or three, we can go into the darkest timeline, which is Solo and Roman winning the tag belts, which then makes the entire storyline of Sammy and Kevin winning them off the bloodline completely pointless. So, and not only, and th- that's only part one of this rant, because we, we're going to part two, which is that Roman Reigns is the world champion, the universal champion, the WWE champion, Roman two belts, okay, if you will. This man is going to be at this pay-per-view. Right, we've been talking about it. Roman didn't defend his belts at Backlash. Didn't defend him at. Uh, he didn't defend him at Backlash. Okay, he defended him everywhere else this year, but he didn't defend him at Backlash. Okay. 
So we have not gotten a WWE title match since WrestleMania. Mind you, WrestleMania, which was almost two months ago, okay? And we're going to go even longer without having a match. Does anybody remember that lovely rule from, like, the 90s where if you didn't defend your belt every 30 days, you got stripped, right? But they used on, like, Shawn Michaels and a couple other people for storyline convenience. Where's that? <laughs> I want that. Please that. All that. Please all that. All those. All those. Please. Please. So, now... We're about to enter a world where Roman Reigns will become a 1,000-day world champion on Saturday. Fun fact, if you have not been keeping up with the active numbers, it's 1,000 this Saturday. And the second this reign is over, I want him gone. I want him off my TV screen for a long time. I want him gone at least, at least until Royal Rumble next year. I want those belts off of him tomorrow, but they won't be off of him tomorrow because it's not going to happen until at least freaking SummerSlam. So congratulations, WWE. Not only have you made me further hate the bloodline in an X-Pot Keat way, not in a good way, right? But you have also now made me apathetic towards Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You have accomplished the impossible. Congratulations, Federation. <laughs> congratulations, Triple H and Vince McMahon. You did it. You did it. Huh. Okay. Also, note. Sammy and Kevin are winning. <laughs> All right. So several months ago, when this show was first announced, they called it the King and Queen of the Ring. I was very excited for the return of King of the Ring and the first ever Queen of the Ring. The Well, we've had them, but not on pay-per-view, right? Yeah. So this was the first that we were bringing it back. This was one of my favorite pay-per-views as a child, and we're bringing it back this year. But then wait, Roman, Wayne, Roman Reigns wins at WrestleMania. Controversial, but albeit, we'll see where it goes. And then we realize, oh, on Night of Champions, he becomes a thousand-day champion. Let's switch the name. Or at King and Queen of the Ring, he becomes a thousand-day champion. Let's switch the name to Night of Champions. Let's make this a celebration of Roman Reigns' championship. Okay, makes sense. I'm with you. I'm following you. Who is he going to face? Who is going to challenge him? Who is going to take the belts at day 1,000? No one. He's competing for the Tag Team Championship with Sola Sokoa. Now, mind you, Sola Sokoa is absolutely phenomenal. I think Sola Sokoa is the future, and I do love the Umaga uh, homages, too, uh, that Sola Sokoa likes to put on. But... I just, I just think this is tired. This is old hat. It is killing the tag belts, which the Usos did such a phenomenal job with. There are so many great tag teams. And as we saw in the WrestleMania showcase, all the tag teams are hungry and want to compete and want to have the spotlight and deserve the spotlight. But this just goes to show that this is the, the, that WWE does not know how to book tag teams. And so the only time the tag division shines is when WWE does not care about them and does not touch the tag belts and lets the underbelly, like what happened with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys back in the day, when they just do their thing because nobody's looking, the tag division thrives. The second somebody gets the attention, they're like, oh, let's bring the tag titles into the main event feud and throw it on, you know, let's put the tag belts on, on Kane and The Undertaker. That'll be great. And they'll have, they'll face Triple H and uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, that's like, we need the tag belts for that match. No, 
And so we're going to see Roman Reigns win the tag team championship from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a chance to make the um, Sola Sokoa even more popular and to give us Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa versus the Usos at SummerSlam for the tag team championship. <laughs> the sad part is that that kind of makes sense and I really hate the fact that it kind of makes sense. Tover, the, the fact that you have even planted like this much thought that Roman Reigns could become Roman four belts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say, Topher, I agree with you 100%. I think that was going to happen. As much as I hate that that might happen, I do believe Roman and Solo will win this belt because of the riff for the bloodline. I think whoever was writing that story decided that Sami Zayn the story between the bloodline and Sami Zayn was good, but how could we ramp it up and make it better? And how can we break the, the uh, bloodline up and just like totally dismantle it? Well, sure, the right answer would have been if they would have just let Sammy and Roman fight and Sammy take the belt off Roman. But you know, we weren't going to let that happen. Apparently, um. So we we try to dismantle him through the tag team champions because the Usos didn't beat Kevin and, 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 and Sammy. They couldn't beat him twice. Couldn't beat him. And you dedicated this whole match to Roman Reigns and you lost. So now Roman steps in and says, I'm going to do the job. They not going to pin Roman Reigns. They not going to do it. Sammy nor Kevin is going to pin Roman Reigns. And they trying to push Solo so hard. Solo has to win. He has to win. It's it's it's, it's just it's just what's going to happen. I think Roman's going to take the uh, win the match, but Solo is going to do something to help him, you know, with the pin or whatever. But they're not going to let Sammy or Kevin pin Roman Reigns. That's not going to happen. Now, the only way something that don't happen if it's some shenanigans happen, where the Usos happen to show up and cause. Roman and Solo to lose the match? <sighs> Possibility. But I feel like Roman and Solo are going to win this match just so it could be a tag team championship at SummerSlam with the Usos and Solo and Roman to totally bust up the bloodline. That was my thought. I, I hated that thought because I'm like, Roman does not need four belts. He does not need four belts. But I just don't see them not giving Roman this win, unfortunately. On the subject of the Usos costing Roman and Solo this match, that is what I think will happen. Um, It will be Roman's first loss by non-disqualification means in a very long time. Um, I know he lost the tag match ages the tag match with Cena and uh, Kevin versus Sammy and Roman. Roman did not take the pin in that match. Um, to me, the perfect way to end this feud, if this is the end, please let it be the end. But let's say if this is the end, is the Usos come out because reasons, whatever. Uh, Roman tells them to go to the back. 
They go to leave. As they're leaving, Roman turns around straight into a Halova kick, and he gets pinned by Sami Zayn. Um, because, one, if Roman's about to lose the world titles, hopefully at, like, SummerSlam, we need him to start losing the mystique and the aura around him to make him look beatable. Uh, but secondly, and perhaps most importantly to me, I want the satisfaction of watching Sami Zayn pin this man. So that's just me. That's what I want. Will it happen? Probably not. But that's what I want. I don't, I don't want to see Roman get penned. I don't want to see Roman get penned unless it's for the belts. Don't don't do that to Cody Rhodes. That he's not even like he he didn't get the chance to beat Roman at WrestleMania, and then when he finally does, he's not even going to be the first man to pin him. Like. I don't, I don't want to see that happen. I, I just let Roman stay unbeaten until like, I, yeah, I would love for Sola to beat, uh, to, to take the pen here, but like, I just don't want to see Roman take the pen. Not before Cody Rhodes takes the belt off of him, belts, championships, whatever. Yeah, I agree. And just for the, just so I could just say it, I just love to say, Solo has some of the best music, interest music, and I hate that we don't hear it more often. His, his interest music is fire. And I would love to hear more, but ask me to hear no there. So, overall, let's do a, our overall scores, I guess, of what we think, how we think this is going to go. What will we, without seeing a single match, how do you rate this, um, this pay per view? Is it superior? Is it good? Is it mid? Or is it going to be bad? Or absolute trash, because, you know, for me, this is probably the most mid card they've had in a hot minute. Um, outside of Styles, uh, Rollins, and Gunter Ali, and to a lesser extent, Oscar Belair. Uh, those are like the only matches I'm really excited to watch. The other four I could take or leave. Most of them leave. So <laughs> mid. <laughs> if they put the match order correctly and they give us the opportunity to have the right amount of rising action and we go out on a high note and we go out with excitement, I think that it has the possibility to have us walking away feeling like this was a good show. However, I do think that there's a very strong possibility that this that we walk away from this going, well, they had to slip up sometime and this is it. So I'm going to be cautiously optimistic that we continue the threat of good shows and the talent will carry the day and the individual matches will outweigh the results okay i think it's going to be a mid card but with the potential of being a good card i think it has the potential to be a good card but it i feel like if the talent is great all all of these competitors are going to put on a good show i really believe that they're going to do their best and give us great quality wrestling but I think the it could be better. It, like I said, I think the the set list of the car, the card list, how that goes, and even the crowd 
that also has a factor. And I know with most Saudi shows, the crowd is okay, but they're always a little conservative because Saudi Arabia is more conservative. So I feel like they're not going to be as rambunctious and, and loud and fun like Puerto Rico was. We're not going to get that same, you know, effect. But I feel like because they the the uh the performers know they have to do a little bit more to get the crowd into it, they're, they're going to give us more. So I'm hope I'm I'm hopeful for a good card, but I see mid right now. <laughs> it's just so um. Just for the record, though, what's everyone's prediction of, like, what is their, like, match they're most anticipating on the card? Just because I'm curious. Oh, Gunther and Raleigh is my most, like, what I'm anticipating to be the uh, the match of the night to me. I would, I would agree, match of the night there. And then I'm also, I'm most anticipating Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. I think it's going to be amazing. I really don't know who's going to win that match. It's the least predictable because I see arguments for both sides. Um, and uh, it would, I think that's going to have the most like excitement in it. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to go with Gunther Ali as well. Uh, y'all know I love my man and I love my other man. So this should be a great, great match. I think this is going to be a good match. I, I, that's the one I'm most anticipating watching. I can't wait. But. That's it, y'all. We talked about it. We got through it. Um, we're going to come back because after the show is over, we need to talk about and see if the predictions that we said, if they were correct. And then we want to see our reactions to it. So, Topher, we hope you can come back and uh, join us next week at some point when we record this next episode of Talking About Night of Champions. But y'all know what to do. Hit the follows, the likes, the shares, subscribe. Please subscribe. We're trying to hit a thousand subscribers by the end of this year. So subscribe, subscribe, and share. Hit the buttons. I mean, hit the dislike button twice. And uh, yeah, that's it. Follow us on Twitter at the cup underscore reality to see when we drop on all of our videos and upcoming things. Y'all know we talk about everything from drag race to wrestling and everything in between. So it's something on his channel for everybody. And if you just like us, if you thought we were cool, follow us on Twitter. You see our links are down below. And uh, they'll be in the description also. And get your cup merch at lonagescreations.etsy.com. We got cups, we got hats, we got everything else that you want. So get your cup merch. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. We'll and if you are wanting to watch uh, Night of Champions, it is at a weird start time. It is 12.30 Eastern time. So remember, we're in Saudi Arabia. They're filming it at nighttime there. So 12.30 Eastern this Saturday, May 27th. Oh, that's the kickoff. The kickoff. Right? That's when the kickoff show shows at one. But, you know, if you want to get some good clips of the feuds that you should care about, watch the kickoff show. Yeah. The, the real secret... Oh, sorry, Lana. No, go ahead. Oh, the real secret, watch the kickoff show because then you can use the promo packages as your chance to get up during the pay-per-view. Burr, burr, burr. Yes, because sometimes I'm not waking up until 
that time on a Saturday. So yeah, do that. That'll wake you up. You can start getting your life together. Go grab your little snacks and things during the kickoff and jump on Peacock. Get, if you don't have Peacock, get it on Peacock. It's premium, so you got to pay for it still. But, you know, get your Peacock and um, watch Night of Champions. And so, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 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 Toodles. See you later.